Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the program this morning. Uh, last Friday, we celebrated the great holiday of Black Friday. Today is Cyber Monday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a consumeristic culture that we live in now that we're, we're naming days after buying things. Um, Sorry, that's my skepticism for the morning. But it actually is a great morning because in this season between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it is Advent season. And brothers, um, I didn't grow up in a kind of um, a church that really remembered or, or practiced, you know, the, the different uh, times of the year, the liturgical services. So could one of you guys um, uh, give us um, an overview of that? Well, first of all, When we talk about Advent, we're talking about the coming of Christ. We live between two Advents. We live between the Advent of his first coming, the incarnation of Christ, you know, that we celebrate at Christmas, and the second Advent, which we're told is the blessed hope that he's going to return again, that where he is, we might be also. So we're living between the two Advents. When we think about the second one, it kind of helps us think about how the first one was part of this waiting and longing. In fact, where you read in in Romans 8 that all creation groans in travail waiting for this, you know, the the full adoption of the of of sons, you know, the the all all that would believe. And so there's a, you know, that's when the end comes. And so we're we're you know, this longing. Creation groans, we groan, we we there's a yearning that's supposed to be part of this when we talk about Advent. And so um, the early church, recognizing the seasons of the, of, uh, of, we call it a liturgical year, but there are certain things that we want to focus on, whether it's on Christmas at Christmas time or Easter, the resurrection, um, and entering into the Passion Week of, of Good Friday and other things. We do that with the uh, with the Christmas season, and it's usually four Sundays before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So we enter into that sense of, of of longing with the with the church. We we're waiting, um, awaiting an Advent to come, just like the ancient Israelites waited for the coming of Messiah in the flesh. And so that's the general gist of it. And there's ways in which we can do that. Uh, we can do you know. For instance, a lot of churches will light a candle each Sunday. You know, there'll be there'll be uh, four candles. You know, and each one is lit over a period of time. So, uh, the first week that candle burns down, and the second week you have uh, each of those candles burning at different heights. You know, through the Advent season till there till there you come to Christmas time. Um, it's also called a penitential season. What do we mean is, you know, how would you prepare for the Lord to come? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, we 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 prepare 
by purifying ourselves, by uh, repenting of our sins, by recognizing that uh, we have no hope except for a Savior. So there's a it's a penitential time. And if you've been in a church where they have the candles, they have one that might be three that might be purple and one that's pink, and it's not because they ran out of purple. It's because you know even within that penitential waiting period, which the purple represents, you get the pink that uh, is representative of joy. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not purely. Um, you know, woe is me. It, it, it's, it's, I want to be ready. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there are other ways to describe this. Well, I think as a general principle, what's, um, okay, so we've been talking a lot about 2020. As a general principle, one of the things that Advent season does is it helps you focus on a different calendar altogether, mm-hmm. on a different reality altogether. We often are intoxicated with the here and now and, People live their lives vicariously through their cell phone or what's happening in politics. And and Advent season gives you an opportunity uh, to where you're focusing on, and we should always be focusing on eternal things, Mm -hmm. but there is a kind of a magnifying effect. So we understand that there are are different views on whether you should or shouldn't take time to celebrate or recognize Advent season. Um, So we're not trying to impose that you must. Um, What we're saying is that Really, if you step back and just think about the true meaning of Advent coming, I think all of us as Christians can embrace the idea that really the first half of world history was defined by the promise of a coming Messiah. Mm -hmm. The second half of church history is really defined by the promise of that Savior coming back as as king. Um, So in that, we all agree. And every time we do the Lord's Supper, we are saying that we're going to live in anticipation of the coming. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, until I come, do this in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. Until I come means that every time we celebrate the the Lord's Supper, we're saying, and we know that this isn't the end, that this isn't the culmination. There's going to come a day when we will commune with Christ in the heavenlies at the, the marriage supper of the Lamb, and, and this is just mm-hmm. a, an anticipation of what's to come. Yeah. And so Advent is that. Mm-hmm. It's really recognizing that he, Jesus came, but that's not the end of the story. Yeah, it's taking it, – it's, it's actually ramping up that anticipation for just mm-hmm. a, a, a season. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, it's not a requirement of the church to do that. You know some, you know, you know some pastors won't break their series on Revelation or Daniel to to do that, but uh, you know it is something that we ought ought to do. We ought to give certain attention to certain things in the in the Christian year. Yeah. Now it is commanded that we need to live in anticipation, yeah. right? Whether you want to yeah. do that during Advent season or not, right? Specifically focusing on the the Christmas story, that's yeah. a different that's a different topic. But we are to live in anticipation all throughout the year, and this just hopefully is a tool to help with that. I mean, years before, you know, you you probably sung the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, and really that's keeping us in Christmas after Christmas. You know, there's 12 days that follow. That was was the season, that was a period of time in which focus was made. Nowadays, as soon as Christmas is over, people have wrapped it up and they've moved on for another year. Um, so Advent, in some ways, it's a helpful season 
to to remain in that spirit. That's right. So Paul Tripp, uh, very helpful author. If you've not been exposed to him, uh, he has a devotional called New Morning Mercies. He's written tons on counseling. He does have an Advent devotional come entitled Come Let Us Adore Him. Okay, did not know that. And it's very helpful. Very good. So he gives five ways to help your children focus on the true Advent story. So if you're looking for material to lead your children in family worship, this is he's he's helping you right now. So here are the five ways. I'm just going to briefly go through them, and then we'll talk about them. So number one, start early. Number two, tell the bad news. Number three, warn them about the false story. Number four, present Jesus as the gift of gifts. And number five, embed the Advent story everywhere. So let's just talk about those real quick. Start early. What does Tripp mean? Well, he, he, he says you need to tell the story. You need to tell the, the, the story of Christ coming often. I think that starting early for our kids, you know, I've remembered, you know, we, we would do the Advent, uh, Advent calendar. Yeah. That's a very popular thing to do where you're, you're opening up little pay, you know, windows on, a, on each day and and maybe eating the chocolate, getting a piece of chocolate in anticipation of the greater gift. Right. Um, so there's, you know, I mean, there's beer advents now. There's all these different things, but it it does begin to help you mark time. It, har- it helps you to remember that, hey, this is a, you know, there's 30 days between now and then, or 25, however the calendar set up. Yep. And and so starting early um, by reminding ourselves of what we're doing. Right. So when I was a kid. Really, our preparation for Christmas was no preparation as a family. And so what happened is my dad would read from Luke chapter 2, the gospel, I mean, the the birth narrative on Christmas, and mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. So we, as a family now, we read through an Advent devotional throughout the month of December together as a family. And so it gives us the opportunity to daily, um, hopefully, and at least in December, think about, talk about um, why Christmas is the real meaning behind Christmas. So then the second one, and if we don't go here, then the good news won't be good. But thank you for reserving this one for me, by the way, uh, is tell them the bad news. Uh, Protect your family from fake news by telling them the bad news, their sin and separation from God. Um, Part of the reason why our culture doesn't have a taste for Jesus Christ, doesn't have a taste for the gospel, is because they're being told that they're not that bad. They're basically good people. Why would anybody want a savior if they think that they're basically a good person? Now, our children need to know from the very beginning, like David said, I was conceived in sin. They need to know that their biggest problem is not that they didn't get this toy or that toy, or that their friend didn't like them, but that they have sin, and that has separated them from God. Yeah, uh, and and that's an an important aspect of of um, understanding Advent is that, you know we are we we apart from a savior we can't we can't do any saving good for ourselves. That's right. You know because all of our own righteousness is as the Isaiah said is as filthy rags. It's 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 worthless. That's right. And we, and this is related to the next one about warning them about the false story. This is why sometimes Christmas is so hard for people because they're trying to get the good news and the joy of Christmas without understanding well, why did Christ come? Right. I mean, the, the shadow of the cross is already in the manger. Yeah. And so he came not simply to give us traditions, tradi- 
um, Christmas traditions and lots of tinsel and holly and, and festivities. He came because we had a sin problem that we couldn't do anything about. And if we want to celebrate oblivious to the sin problem, then there is no good news of Christmas. Jesus right. was he, born to die. Yeah. He came yeah. into the world came to in, die. Yeah. He he came in the world to save his people from their sins. You know that was the point. You know, Russ, you mentioned how your your father would read uh, the Christmas story from from Luke, the the narrative of the incarnation. One of the things that we do in our home on on Christmas days, you know, we I used to fill stockings. Now I don't fill stockings because it's too expensive. But I found that coal is very cheap, and so I put coal in the stocking. Then we talk about how we we all deserve punishment you know we we didn't deserve the gift we deserved we deserved um you know god's wrath to come upon us because of our sins and yet you know we move from that to the savior to the gift that's right and it's you know which is number four presenting yep. jesus as the gift of gifts yep mm-hmm. not when you just, do the coal it makes the gift that yep. much more right. meaningful yeah. like, and, wow. and we and we'll and and not just reading the the christmas story but i have printed up passages from scripture that talk about our need and then i'll have each of my children when they were young we would we would read around the room those things so you know I made them wait. I, there was a delay even on Christmas Day yeah. to help us understand yeah. Advent uh, and here's the, the waiting. Thing, and here's the, to the true meaning of Christmas. It's not just that Jesus bought redemption for us or has forgiven us of our sin or promises us eternal life. Jesus himself is the gift. He is. The gospel is not just here are the benefits of salvation. The gospel is that we get Christ. He is our portion. He is our inheritance. He is everything that we need. And just talk about this throughout not only December, but throughout the year. That's right. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you next time. 